Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And today we're going to be joined by some special guests. We're going to be joined by the lovely Brenda Lee. We're also going to be joined by Gio, other, uh, otherwise known as Coach Gio. And we're also going to be, no, uh, be joined by Austin. He's going to be joining us for the first time. Glad to have you all aboard. And thank you for, for making some time to join us today, Austin. Unfortunately, our friend Rudy no wasn't feeling well today. I'll pour some out for you, Rudy. Hopefully you get better soon. But either way, we're going to go ahead and dive in. And we're going to talk a little bit about some San Antonio Spurs. And what I want to talk about is, I want to talk about Kawhi Leonard's sister and some of these comments that she made. Uh, they, they came out in the news and the media uh, earlier this week. If for people that don't know, her name's Miss Tutu. Uh, she comes out on Instagram, and she's basically the girl that is in charge of Kawhi Leonard's uh, social media accounts. And she got into it uh, earlier in the week. She got into it with some fans. And she was talking for her brother once again, hinting at, you know, there probably could be some some issues behind the scenes with maybe Tony Parker and his comments about Kawhi stating that, you know, that could have played a factor in him leaving as far as him, as as far as Tony Parker saying that his injury was much, much more worse than Kawhi Leonard's. She engaged with these fans and told them basically that they didn't know what they were talking about that there was a lot of other things going on behind the scenes, you know, and she just kept on engaging them. And my, my issue was, and I'm going to give you guys your, your chance to chime in. My biggest gripe with this is this is what's going to happen when you allow family, especially people who aren't professional at doing what they're doing on social media to run your accounts. And when things like this happen, they engage with trolls or internet trolls, which is bad for business. Kawhi never said anything, so why should the sister be one to talk for him? At this juncture, I think she shouldn't even have said anything and let them leave their comments, let them talk, and you just move on. You know, why engage with them? Yes, they're going to keep on saying things because they want to get a reaction out of you, but by you engaging and then saying things like that, it just makes you and your whole, and the whole camp that's that are you know that are behind Kawhi Leonard it makes him look unprofessional you know and and, and I, there was no wonder to me that he kind of left already and all that you know I'm already over it whatever happens to him now whatever you know I don't really care about that but I just think it was just a I don't know a sad way of the sister trying to get involved in in communicating a message and a cryptic message I guess to to the fans arguing with these trolls I mean I don't know to me it was just frivolous it, it just had no merit so we'll go ahead and start with the lovely brenda lee what were, what was your take on Kawhi leonard's sister and her comments earlier in the week um you know i agree as well, i hear some feedback hold on i could turn my mic down um so i i do agree as far as on your take we're over it. We don't really need to hear it, you know, being hashed out that much more. Um, you know, I think back in the day, it was from a marketing perspective, um, celebrities and, and sports athletes, they found it kind of useful to hire someone to be their social media manager to handle their social media accounts. But then, you know, that just causes a lot of, it causes a lot of problems. So a lot of athletes now handle their own, celebrities handle their own just because of this type of situation. 
Um, and I think she's just trying to make the whole topic relevant still, even though it's in the back of our minds already, we're past it, we're over it. The whole Kawhi Leonard saga isn't really, you know, making headlines anymore. So in a way, I kind of feel like she's trying to make it a headline. You know, Tony Parker moved on and what goes on within an organization should be kept within an organization, whether there's a conflict of interest, whether players don't get along. You know, that's that's kind of a normal type of thing when it comes to players that, that just don't see eye to eye. So for her to chime in on each and every type of tweet that's negative and trying to defend her brother, um, I agree with you. It's irrelevant. And I just think that she's kind of digging her own hole for her brother. And if anything, he should be in charge of his social media accounts, not her. She obviously can't handle it. Um, I don't agree with her just trying to, you know, bring this type of um, negative commentary up because as far as spirit, everyone's over it. We don't want to hear it. Um, and she's probably not the best person to be in charge of his social media, but that's another issue. So as far as I'm concerned, it's all irrelevant and, and something that I really don't care to hear. Yeah, exactly. So what about you, you Austin, since you're a guest, we'll let you chime in next. Uh, what did you think about this? I mean, when you heard this, I'm, I'm sure you heard something about it on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as a Maverick fan, it's a little bit of an outside perspective, but so you have people that run your social media as a celebrity. You have to have that because you can't basically run your own accounts when you have that many people. I mean, look what happened to Kevin Durant. Look what happened to, you know, the Sixers GM. So why don't you hire somebody to do this instead of your sister? Because there are people that get paid to do this. You can pay them to do the job and basically avoid everything that has happened. Number two, I've thought for a while, I actually think Gio was on with me when I said that I thought that uh, Parker was one of the main reasons. But the problem is Parker was just a mouthpiece for Pop. So that's just me. Okay. And what about you, Gio? What's your take on this? Here we go again. The sister's back. You know, just when we thought that, you know, she was, you know, kind of leaving the spotlight, she comes back and says one of her comments. And here we go again. You know, what are we going to hear from Kawhi Leonard? You know, what are we going to hear from this guy? I mean, this guy doesn't talk. I mean, it's like we don't hear nothing from him. We don't hear none of his side. We just hear people talking for him and his social media account. I mean, if he was probably running his own, he probably would never say anything. So he needs to hire someone who's good with the media, who knows these things, because his sister keeps coming out here and just laying out things that, okay, Tony Parker, you know, he may have, shouldn't have said it. He should have said it. His injury was probably a hundred times worse. I mean, he ruptured his quad and at the age that he was at, you know, that's you know, something that he came back early. He probably cost him probably to come back a little bit too early, but you know what? I'm tired of this. Let's, you know, let's kind of move on from this and, you know, she's been kind of in this, her her and Uncle Dennis, you know, we can't forget about him. Um, just throwing out hints to the media, saying these things. And I think overall, it just needs to stop. And people will continue to troll as long as there's social media. So uh, Kawhi really needs to think, probably should have someone else taking charge of my social media accounts. Because she's going to do the same thing in Toronto. If something happens there, it's going to be the same thing all over again. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, so, I mean, we're just going to move on from this topic, you know, but, you know, she shouldn't just, she shouldn't have engaged at all with these trolls. Just leave him alone, move on, who cares? He's not here anymore. He's playing over there in Toronto. 
you know, let it be. But no, it just, I think it's just like you all are saying, it's just something that she has to do to try to keep him relevant in the conversation. You know, it is what it is. Moving on. Now we're going to talk about what spur or spurs should we be looking at this upcoming season that will have a breakout year? You know, we have a, a plethora of new new faces coming into the team this season. You know, everybody from, you know, Ayaka Pertl, you have uh, you have Derek White returning again for his second year. You also have Lonnie Walker. We have, again, returning again with us. You know, we have Bryn Forbes. And, of course, everybody's always talking about DeJounte Murray. You know, which of these guys or which one of these players or players do you think we need to keep an eye on that's going to have a breakout year? Uh, before I give my take, we're going to go ahead and get you all's take. We'll go ahead and start with you, Gio. What do you think? Who do we have to keep an eye on? Or who at other players should we keep an eye on? I'm going to go with Murray. Uh, I've been following him on social media. I mean, he's doing, I mean, he's practicing a lot. He's, I, mean, I really am impressed with him working on his shot. I mean, he's, he spent all of off season on his shot. He's already a really good defensive player. Um, so I, I really see him taking that next step as a Spurs point guard and kind of taking that next level. Um, I'm really impressed with what he's been doing. Um, obviously, you hope that Lonnie Walker kind of steps in. Uh, you know, he, he's still very young, very raw. So I don't expect a whole lot from him. Uh, but definitely Murray is a guy that I'm looking for. Paco Pirtle is another one as well. Um, I hope he starts. I don't know. I'm just tired of the whole, you know, Paco saw and his spirit fingers, whatever he does. Yeah. Um, his jazz hands. It, it, it sounds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm tired of him. Keep him on the bench. Paco Pirtle is a guy that I really want to see develop in the Spurs system because I think he could be a big part. Uh, but definitely Murray. I, I, I'm pumped to see what he does. Okay. And what about you, Brenda? I mean, what do you think? Who, who, what player or players should we be keeping an eye on this season? Um, I have to agree. Uh, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of De, uh, DeJounte Murray. He has huge shoes to fill coming into his uh, third season. And, you know, with the Tony Parker departure, and I feel like it's, it's more of a, I hope that he's going to have a breakout season because he has a lot to prove. Um, this year, and he's obviously going to be starting point guard. So, um, you know, I want to see him do well. And, and I know he has a lot of improvements, but I do follow him on, on social media. So I know he's been putting in the work and doing what he needs to do to fill those shoes. And, and um, you know, he's young. He's 21 years old. So, you know, he has that potential to be the next um, star for the Spurs. Um, I know I want to see him improve on a few things as far as um, perimeter shooting and, and handling the ball. And all that but as far as my hopes for the breakout season I, I feel like it'd be Murray because you know he's had the greatest of mentors you know coming from Parker and Pop and and Ginobili and um and Tim Duncan so if if anything I would like to see him improve from last year I think last year he did um probably uh eight points average last season so I'd, I'd like to see him double that if, if he can but um he's probably the one i'm going to keep my eye on this year okay what about you austin who do you think you know is going to have a breakout season well the re there's a reason that we all agree here because it's because it's the right answer Dejounte murray is going to have a breakout year he's the he's kind of a new age point guard he's got that big frame he's got he he doesn't have the ball handling that you know spurs fans would want him to have yet 
but with that big body, he has the opportunity to turn into a walking triple-double. He just has to be aggressive on the boards. He's already got really good ball. He's already got really good court vision. And, I mean, as, as soon as that jump shot comes in, he's going to be good to go. I mean, I like the kid. I told my mom when he was drafted that that scares me, you know, because now the Mavericks are going to have to have a point guard that has, you know, the same amount of frame in order to guard him, and Dennis Smith Jr. isn't that. Okay, well, I think DeJounte is the easy answer and in my opinion the one that we got to really keep an eye on and to me this is going to be either his make or break year is going to be Bryn Forbes uh Bryn Forbes kind of was a letdown or a disappointment last season we had pop and a lot of the Spurs uh, coaching staff even people here in the local media that cover the Spurs you know they had high hopes for Bryn Forbes going into the season things panned out the way they did with you know of course Kawhi Leonard and him not playing more than just a handful of games for the team. But Brent Forbes didn't live up to expectations. He wasn't the type of shooter that they had hoped he would uh, flourish into being. You know, he he just never seemed to get it going. He, he had his games here and there where he would score, you know, double-digit points. He might have had, I think, one or two games where he scored 20-plus points but it wasn't consistent. And he shot, I believe it was around 38, 39% from beyond the arc, which he was the best three-point shooter that the Spurs had last season because their three-point shooting from beyond the arc was that bad. So with that said, you're going into this season where the Spurs gave him an extension, you know, he brought him back again because I think they see something in him. They believe in him. Even Coach Pop had said uh, or hinted at, you know, Bryn Forbes kind of reminds me of Curry and they're like well who they were talking about Stephen Curry's brother he's like no 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 not the brother he reminds me of Stephen Curry he's that type of shooter he's a really good he's a really good shooter I guess he he's a great shooter in practice but when it comes to game time there's a lot to be desired there so with me Bryn Forbes kind of bulked up if we I followed his uh social media and I talked about him on the two on uh the Locked on Spurs podcast with my buddy Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio. And we had both talked about him, and he was saying that, yes, he in fact did bulk up a little bit more. He did not by much, but enough to now where, since he is an undersized guard, he can go and maybe give somebody a little bump where it's going to actually maybe give him that separation he needs to get a shot off. Because in, in the past, he was trying to shoot over defenders. He was quicker than them but they would make up ground on him real, fairly quickly because he's only, you know, like 6'3 or 6'2. He's an undersized guard, and he didn't really have a lot of bulk. So he couldn't go and drive to the rim. He couldn't take the contact and do the and one because he is so undersized. So he has to be crafty out there on the court. And, you know, I think this season, since he learned a lot from last season, I'm expecting him to have a great breakout season. If he doesn't, I think what's going to happen is that his playing minutes are going to be given to somebody else. And the other person that I'm, I'm looking at closely here is Derek White. And Derek White looked ex outstanding when he was playing for the G League. You know, he could play. He was more of a complete uh, point guard than Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes, to me, is just nothing but a pure shooting guard. He can shoot the ball, yes, but he still needs some separation. He needs to create space. And with Derek White, Derek White can play both ends of the ball. He can play defense, and he has a great offensive game. To me, if Bryn Forbes doesn't pan out, the other play person I'm going to be looking at closely is going to be Derek White. I think Derek White 
is going to be a great backup point guard for the Spurs moving forward, you know, but you still have Patty Mills. And the problem is there's not going to be enough minutes to go around for all these point guards. So Pop is going to give minutes to the guards that are going to produce. So if Bryn doesn't produce this year, I believe that we're going to see maybe more of those minutes go in the direction of Derek White. But that's that's just my take. Of course, we have Yaka Portal, uh, which is another one we need to keep an eye on because comparing him to a Paul Gasol, who's at the end of his career, uh, yeah, the the Jazz has de the Jazz hands defense for Paul Gasol. That's not going to work. He's not very mobile. He stands still. He looks silly out there on the court. He's a liability in <laughs> crunch time. You can't rely on him because he can't play defense to save very his life. Slow. Too slow. He goes up for rebounds, and every time he, he gets fouled or pushed, his first reaction is, I'm going to look at the ref, and I'm going to throw my hands in the yep. air again and get all upset yep. because I'm not getting the call. You know what? Just shut up and play the game. You know, there's no need for all that. And, and to me, it's just annoying. I'm, I'm not one that sings the praises of Paul Gasol. I think he's one of the the worst mistakes that the Spurs ever made. They overpaid for for him, and he was already past his prime. He already came to us two to three years too late. You know, I think the Spurs should have passed on him and used that money on somebody else like a Jonathan Simmons type of player who was very athletic and showed a lot of promise. But it is what it is on that end. But I am looking forward to seeing what Yaka Portal can do since he's younger, he's more mobile, and you know what? He's battle-tested. He played all the games for the Toronto Raptors last season. Unlike the fake number two, like my friend Rudy Campos likes to refer to Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, the fake number two. Um, so we'll just see what's going to pan out this upcoming season. But there's a lot of things that Spurs fans need to be on the lookout for and actually be excited about. Um, I feel for you, Austin, and your, your Dallas Mavericks, man. We're going to see what's going to happen with them this season. But you never know. I mean, teams, they just come around. It just maybe takes that one missing piece or two missing pieces, you know. And before you know it, the team's back in action again. So... It'd be interesting to see what develops with them. They're not as far them. as people think. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Way. They were just like maybe one or two pieces away. So I'm saying, you know, this season, it looks it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with some of the guys they picked up, you know, and added to the roster. Because, I mean, let's face it, the Dallas Mavericks, they weren't as bad as people, you know, thought they were. They would still contest. They were still out there, and they were competing. You know, they were just missing some pieces. And I think... This season, it'll be interesting to see what that team does because I like to see the rivalries. I like it when the Dallas Mavericks are good, you know, and the Spurs are good, you know, and you have the Rockets, you know, and everybody's going against each other. It's good for basketball here, especially local people like to watch these teams go at it, you know. So I, I, I would welcome, you know, the rivalry once again. It was, I love the rivalry when you had the Spurs and the Mavericks going at it. It, it was, it was fun to watch, you know, everybody would get up for the games. I kind of miss that. You know, unfortunately, Dirk Nowitzki, he's already going to be on the end of his career. You know, he's going to be going down as no doubt one of the greatest. So props to Dirk. He reminds me a lot of Timmy. He stayed loyal. He stayed with one team, and he's going to retire one one team. You don't find that very often here in the in the NBA anymore. That's loyalty. <laughs> loyalty is extinct. <laughs> yeah, it's extinct. It's going the way of the dinosaur now. All these team, all these young players now, all they care about is money and building super teams to, you know, let's cheat. Let's find a way to cheat the system and get an easy ring, you know, but it doesn't earn the people's respect and you're not going to be talked about 
in the conversation of one of the greatest of all time, you know, kind of like what's going on right now with the Golden State Warriors. They're a team that that's ring chasing. Go ahead. Right. Well, I was going to say it just it makes it hard for those type of rivalries to enjoy because you have that type of super team, yeah. and it's not really a hometown rivalry. You know, when it comes to San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, it's more of the rivalry against the super teams, and and that's why I've always been against super teams, not because I'm hating or anything like that, but it takes away from that type of rivalry that you look forward to every season when it comes to basketball season or even NFL or any kind of season. And yeah. so super teams really play into that where it, it kind of kills that rivalry because, you know, we can always have a Dallas Houston rivalry, the I 10 rivalry, but at the end of the day, like it comes down to beating the teams that win it year after year, which is golden state, Cleveland, golden state, Cleveland. So I feel like super teams do play a big factor in, in, in all that. So, yeah, I, I agree like you with said, you. It is what it is. I agree with you. I mean, they, they, the super teams do play a factor because the super teams kind of ruin the league because you're seeing the same type of teams go at it again and again in the playoffs. And the thing that the fans love so much is that the fans love to root for underdogs. They like to see the, the underdog sometimes beat a number one seed, an eight seed beat a number one, just like in, in the years gone by in the 90s, you know, where you had... You know, uh, was it? I remember watching Dikembe Mutombo. Seattle. And the, you had Seattle. You know, I had the Denver Nuggets. You know, you had some teams that made some noise, even, you know, like the Knicks and all them. So it was fun to see these rivalries and see these other teams because it was always, you know, whoever, who, who would ever rise up to the occasion to play great when it really mattered. And that was during the playoffs, you know. Not so much what happened during the regular season, but what happened when the big came, the game arose and, and how these teams were able to overcome adversity. Nowadays, you don't have that because you have these teams that are that have this plethora of talent and then you have the rest of everybody else, you know? So you already know going in, watching this, that it's going to be a, a blowout, you know? And sure enough, you might be competitive for one quarter, two quarters, and then that's it. By halftime, it's already done, you know? So it's like time to change the channel. Until the NBA fixes that problem, I think they're going to keep losing revenue. And that's the only way that they're going to make a change is when people start tuning out. As long as people are tuning into these games, they're feeding into what's happening right before them, even though they don't like it, because the NBA is still making money. When it's no longer profitable, that's the only way that they're going to be able to make a change because they don't want to lose cash. You have to get them where it hurts. So we're going to go ahead and move on, and we're going to talk a little bit about I know everybody's favorite subject, the NFL. We have some great games coming up on Sunday. We're going to have the Cowboys playing against the New York Giants. Um, I looked at Odd Shark. You know, I was looking at some of the analytical data that came across here. So I'm going to go ahead and plug Odd Shark. But, you know, I was looking, and, and they're giving Dallas a slim chance of winning over the, the New York Giants. I'd have to say that I'd probably agree with them on that regard. I, I'm agreeing that this, the Cowboys will more than likely get a win over the New York Giants. I'm not going to say it's going to be by much, but it might be something like 10 to 7, somewhere around there, maybe by a field goal. <laughs> but I, I have Dallas pulling out a slim win over the Giants. Now, we're going to talk about some of your picks and what do you guys think are going to pan out or what game should we be looking at come Sunday. We'll go ahead and start with Austin because I know – he really likes to talk some NFL football. 
I mean, we can go. There's a lot of good games this week. I mean, obviously, the highlight game of the week is New England at Jacksonville re- rematch of the AFC Championship. Uh, last time I checked, it was sitting at a pick'em, and I don't think that Jacksonville can beat them without Leonard Fournette. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I think that's going to be a tough sale, no. man. And what else do you got as far as games to to look for uh, this Sunday? Games to look for this Sunday, uh, I'll tell you a game that you shouldn't watch, and that's the Houston-Tennessee game. That is going to be a horrendous game and probably a blowout. So that's definitely a game to stay away from. Probably no Marcus Mariota. Um, Kansas City at Pittsburgh should be a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun, especially after the ex- the explosive offense that we saw from Patrick Mahomes last week. But I think, besides New England, I think the game of the week is Carolina at Atlanta. I mean, you get to see Cam Newton and Matt Ryan go head-to-head, as well as Cam Newton looked last week. He's playing against the Cowboys defense. That's not very good. Not a very good secondary. I mean, the only highlight, I guess you could say, is Demarcus Lawrence, and DeMar- even Demarcus Lawrence had a couple offside penalties. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, I think Atlanta takes that game against Carolina just because of the fact that they're at home. Okay. What about you, Gio? What are your picks as far as uh, who do you think is going to win on Sunday? But more importantly, what team should we be looking for as far as keeping an eye on these exciting matchups? Who do you got? Well, Panthers Panthers and Falcons, I think that's going to be a real interesting game. You know, the Falcons, uh, Deion Jones is going to be out. And also, can you kneel their safety? So... I think the Falcons are going to have a tough time against uh, Carolina Panthers uh, this week. And I think Carolina's going to win. Uh, I think they're going to get the ball to McCarthy a little bit more than they did last week. And uh, Greg Olson is out in this game, but I think they're going to be able to kind of test the waters with those two guys out. And also watch out for the Browns and Saints. Uh, can the Browns get their first win? Uh, <laughs> interesting enough for the Browns, if they win this game... Free uh, beer. Free beer. <laughs> so there were... So- they were so close of opening it last week, but they missed a field goal in overtime. So uh, I'm going to get the Saints in this one against the Browns. I think the Browns are going to put up some points, uh, but I just think the Saints, I think they're really going to take it to them. And I expect a big game from Alvin Kamara. He didn't play well last Well, He didn't run the ball very well just because the game was in a shootout. So I expect them uh, to definitely run. Uh, also another matchup. Um, the Texans and Titans, I have Houston uh, pretty much winning this game. Uh, Tennessee, Deion Lewis is a pretty good back for them. Derrick Henry didn't do anything last week, but definitely uh, the Texans will win that game. Uh, Colts and Redskins, I mean, the Colts' defense is pretty atrocious. Uh, it's not good. It's, it's probably going to be the Redskins that game big. Um my Rams are playing against Arizona this week. Uh, Arizona offense looked very bad last week, and the Rams are kind of gun on defense. So, uh, But I think the biggest game for me, I think, is going to be the Cowboys and Giants Sunday night, and I'm going to give the edge to Dallas. I think, uh, I think they're going to run the ball enough and loosen up that defense probably a few plays down the field. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, so... Joe's gonna to get to see his team probably win this week. Yeah, um, first win. One of the one of the four wins that they're gonna have this season. I mean, I'm a big Cowboys fan, but being realistic, looking at the boys themselves, they had a whole whole bunch of problems. Number one, they never got Zeke going. He didn't get near enough touches. Two, 
Dak Prescott is a quarterback. I think it's safe to say that if he doesn't do anything this season, the Dak experiment is done. You know, he didn't look very good as a quarterback, period. He didn't have any power when he was passing that ball. He's good for short yardage plays, yeah. maybe 10 or 20. But beyond that, the accuracy takes a, a dive. And he can run when he wants to. But to me, it just seems like he, he, he doesn't see the game the way a Tony Romo used to. You know, Tony Romo would develop plays on the fly. And people didn't appreciate him when he was playing. Now that they have Dak Prescott out there and they have to run this dummy offense just to, you know, get him acclimated, they're seeing what's what happens when you don't have this Tommy Romo-esque type of player. And unfortunately, we're we're left to deal with a a very mediocre quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think uh, that game against uh, Carolina last week, as I was watching it, just wasn't a flow of offense. They couldn't run the football very well. I feel like when they got rid of Des Bryant, you know, maybe picking up a Sammy Watkins, maybe making a trade or doing something because that receiving core they have. Oh, it's trash, I mean, dude. <laughs> it's pretty trash. And Tavon Austin, which a few Cowboy fans I was talking to uh, during the offseason were singing high hopes. But I told them, I said, listen, the Rams didn't know what to do with Tavon Austin. They used him as a as the third running back of an offense. And this can't seem to get open. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Cowboys, I think they'll get a win, but it's it's going to be real tough. Another game to watch out for, uh, Chiefs and Steelers, if you want some offense. Uh, the Chiefs secondary is probably one of the worst in the league. And uh, Pat Mahomes, I mean, Tyreek Hill, I mean, those guys, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I got Chiefs. Uh, but besides that, I think those are... Kind of the main games. Uh, if you're a big Chargers fan, they're probably going to blow out the Bills. So, <laughs> the lowly Bills. They some people had them winning three games this season. I'll I'm going to be honest no. with you, man. I, I'll be <laughs> I'll be lucky. They'll be lucky if they win one. <laughs> they play the Dolphins twice. So. Hey, yeah, <laughs> they could be the second team back to back. 0-16, you never know. They could be a consecutive years. They look pretty bad, dude. And it wouldn't surprise me if they just tank this season to try to get a high draft pick, you know, because, I mean, what are they really playing for? You you really have no shot of making it to the playoffs with the core that you have right now. So really at the end of the, no at the, end of the day, yeah, what, what are you playing for? You're going to win what? If you go out there and you compete, you're going to maybe win two or three games max, you know, and it, you didn't look very good on week one, so that's probably not going to happen. Just, you know, I think the smart thing for them to do would be that, to tank the season and hopefully you get a high draft pick and then maybe you can start building around that high draft pick if he, that pan if he pans out that's a thing you know when you're bucks taking draft eagles. picks you never know what's going to happen um i do pick the eagles over the bucks cowboys i don't see them winning over the giants but i just feel like um their offense is just that crappy that the giants are just gonna overcome everything Elon manny's gonna overcome it the Cowboys um, are going to score 40 points. Watch. They're going to score 40 this week. <laughs> All right. That's that's a really good bet, and I could probably take you for it. But um, the next one is Pats and Jags. That's probably another one I'm going to look forward to. Um, that one is a tough one, so I'm going to pick uh, Jacksonville, even though um, uh, Frank is out. Uh, I still see Patriots not really – 
getting the win on that one. And then uh, Texans, I see them winning. But other than that, uh, I don't see a lot of hope for the Cowboys. I'm sorry. <laughs> where, I'm sorry, where, Joe. Where? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. Person, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really see a lot of hope for the Cowboys this season either. As I stated, they look pretty bad. If they beat, if they beat the Giants this Sunday, I'm not expecting them to win more than just four games this season. I originally picked them to win six, but after what I saw on opening day, they looked bad already in preseason. It didn't get much better for opening week, and I don't, I don't think it's going to be much of an improvement in the next couple of games for them to change my mind. So I'm still going to pick them Joe, at four games. Who has the worst season, the Bills or the Cowboys? Man, that's going to be a tough one, man. Cowboys. I think, yeah, in general, in general, what's going to happen is that the Cowboys are going to have a worse season because the microscope is on them every single season. You know, everybody's always, oh, the Cowboys are going to be great this season. They're going to be great this season. They look great when Dak was a rookie. That was a rookie year. You know, teams have already figured them out already. You know, everybody looks good in their rookie year. Some, most, some players do. But after teams figure them out, they learn how to scheme against them. They they turn them into one-dimensional players. I think that's what we're starting to see now with, with Dak Prescott. And I don't believe it's going to get any better. He's going to have a, a lot to do to change my mind. You know, I'm not a believer in Dak. I never was. Zeke, on the other hand, I think he can ball. He's a good... He's a good football player. I just don't believe in the quarterback, you know, and I think at this juncture, the Cowboys haven't done enough to go out there and look for more talent. You can't have a good team unless you have a good quarterback. That's a staple now in the NFL. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're trash. <laughs> you know what? I think there's also a change offensive coordinators. If this season continues... Oh, man. I think this spells the end for Scott Lenahan and, uh, you know, bringing some new fresh blood and maybe changing the offense. Because from, from what I'm seeing, they're too predictable. No they're too predictable. Type of rhythm. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. are too predictable. And they're going to run off first down and they're going to throw it. And it's like. Look, I'll show you how predictable they were. They were so predictable that they had Des Bryant sitting at home on the sofa calling out plays. You know, he was tweeting them out. <laughs> He already knew it was going to happen. He says they were using the same hand signs that they had been using when he was still playing. So, I mean, things just haven't progressed enough. And to me, Linehan, he's going to wind up getting the axe if they don't win this yeah. week. If they don't win this week, there's going to be a changing of the guard. They're going to get. They're going to let Linehan go. And you know who's going to be calling the shots from now on? They're going to go back to Jason Garrett. And you know Jason what? Garrett. It, it's what it, that's not going to get any better you know what my best advice for a Dak Prescott would be don't listen to Jason Garrett or Linehan if you if you're smart enough to know what's coming at you you know call an audible change it up you know do something different don't listen to them do the opposite of what they're telling you and you might have some success you know but as long as you're in that system that's not working he, his his stats are going to be declining. I believe his quarterback rating wasn't even very good this last season, this last game, and I don't think it's going to be that much better in the second in the second game. I don't think he's going to have a lot of he's not going to be throwing for a lot of touchdowns. I think it's going to be one on the ground. I think that's how they're going to win the game, and they're just going to win it by going behind Zeke and all the other running backs, maybe pushing in to you know in the end zone to get some touchdowns, maybe two or three at the most. I don't know if they're going to get three, 
but they might get two touchdowns and maybe some field goals, and we'll see what the new uh, punter you know has. What? They should uh, go after T.L. I mean, he's a free oh, agent right God. now. Well, him and Jerry were over there at the Jay-Z concert. You know, they were having yeah. a hell of a time. I wonder what that conversation I mean, was like. What do you think, Jerry? Let's see what I mean. What do you think Jerry was saying? Well, well, T.O., uh, you know, people said some things, and that just wasn't me. So we'd like to have you back in the Dallas Cowboys, but we want you as, a, as, as <laughs> at a discount. I'd be like, dude, get the hell out of here, man. Well, he was just here. Like Malik, uh, Malik Rose had a uh, uh, a benefit, like a bowling benefit, and uh, T.O. was here, so. I'm sure they could have talked at that point. But my question is, like, at what point do you put the blame on the coach? Yeah, well, I mean, I think well, Jerry it, likes it's past so, that point. Yes, man, no? So. Yeah, he likes a puppet, you know, and that's why he's not going to get rid of Jason Garrett because Jason Garrett is nothing more than a puppet. I'm sorry, it wasn't T.O. that was hanging out with Jerry Jones. It was uh, Des Bryant. Des Bryant was the one oh. that was hanging out with yeah. Jerry Jones, yeah. T.O. was here for that That's for the bowling great. tournament. He's hanging out with Jerry. Yeah, it was the, the bowling benefit for, for Malik Rose. Yeah. So that's what that was. But either way, man, I was just like, you know what? I'm done with that. That's that's to me, that's just ridiculous. It's time to move on. I don't <laughs> I didn't even know I don't even know why Des was in the, the box with Jerry. I mean, come on, man. You know, they, he seems to yeah, not that's, he that's doesn't strange to me. Like. Yeah, it's it, they make a strange an odd couple because they talk about each other. But yet you're hanging no, out together yeah, yeah, and you're gone. smiling, watching the Jay-Z concert. So I'm just like, I mean, that, if that doesn't scream Dallas Cowboys to you, I don't know what does. You know, the only other thing that could have made that even sweeter is if they had some pictures of Jerry doing some coke up there in the skybox, you know? <laughs> I'm sure Jerry's done a, a few lines himself. Oh, I think he's day. done a couple lines in his days. He's I'm done sure a couple bumps. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry Jones has done some bumps in his days. He lived through the '60s. Like, come on. (laughs) I mean, Al Davis probably. uh... (laughs) Come on, you've all seen Jerry. He does kind of look like the trip keeper, so he's getting up there in age. Yeah. Yeah, Well, my picture. Jerry's a lot of whack, and then he gets these weird haircuts too. It's like the haircut don't (laughs) help. The haircut don't help. But you know, one of the games that I really I'm looking forward to seeing, I had I had my eye on it. I mean, I like the Kansas City Pittsburgh matchup. You know, like you were saying, Kansas City's probably going to dump a ton of points on Pittsburgh, especially since they're not going to have Roethlisberger out there. Carolina, Atlanta, that's an interesting matchup. I know that uh, Rudy's going to be watching that one since he's a big Atlanta Falcons fan. But one of the other teams that I, I think is, I think the game is going to be interesting is going to be the Cleveland-New Orleans matchup. That that yeah. right there is going to be something people are going to want to watch because they're going to see, was Cleveland just a fluke or they really got something in the tank? You know, and then you have Minnesota, Green Bay. Yeah, you know, that that might be a little interesting. But one of the ones that I was really looking forward to seeing was going to be this Philly game, man. I want to see this Philadelphia team go against Tampa Bay. I want to see if Tampa Bay was just, are they just a fluke or are they for real? You know, I think going up against Philly, I mean, they looked test good them. when we played them on Sunday. Um, I was surprised at how good they looked. So it, it was hard for me to, to choose Eagles or the Bucks, but I want to say it's a fluke. I want to say that uh, we just weren't on our game. And it was, like I said, it was a very high scoring game, but um, I don't think they're going to get past Philadelphia, to be honest. Yeah, another game. Yeah, no, not- and you know, also. I was going to say, another game I'm looking also, forward to that's not going to happen on Sunday, it's going to happen on Monday, 
was going to be the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Chicago Bulls game that's happening on the 17th. I want to see if what, what Khalil Mack's going to wind up doing in that game. That's going to be interesting. The Bears. Especially with Seattle's offensive yeah, line. Exactly, man. <laughs> so that that's yeah, one for me to soul. see. I'm sorry. Go ahead, and G- go ahead, Gio. You were saying something. You know, I don't even remember, Joe. Oh, man. I took I took it away from you. <laughs> I stole your thunder, man. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. I, I think I know. Uh, the Saints and Bucks. I mean, they're two division games, so... You know, teams in the in the same division always play very well. But uh, Patrick, he always has a few games like this every so often. He'll just explode, though. I think they'll come down to earth. Their defense is probably going to be the worst defense in the league. So um, I expect the Eagles to put up points. So Foles can be a bit inconsistent, but I think they'll get the job done against uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, no doubt. So before we go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots podcast, I wanted to get – Austin's take on something, man, because I'm a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. Go Red Sox Nation. What do you think is going to happen with this team? Because we're getting closer and closer to October, man. I got to tell you, I'm getting excited. Should I believe Austin? Uh, I I love this team to death. Like, I live and breathe this team. I have MLB TV so I can watch every game, even that painful showing tonight oh, against the Mets. God, man. But uh, if they get past the first round, I don't think that anybody can stop them. If they finally win a playoff series for the first time since 2013, I, I don't think that there's any anybody. Basically, I don't think Houston can stop them. I don't think that Cleveland could stop them. They're going to wind up playing New York or Oakland. I'm actually hoping, honestly, for the Yankees because that Oakland team oh, is too God. hot. I don't want any anything to do with them, that's for sure. And... Uh, but there's nobody in the National League that could beat this team. It's just a matter of if Chris Sale's healthy, if playoff David Price shows up instead of regular season David Price, which I would recommend regular season David Price show up because it <laughs> hasn't been pretty. And uh, if the bullpen wants to be better than a uh, Juco team. Yeah, I think the Red Sox improved a lot going against, you know, they went against the the Houston Astros who won the World Series and they got bounced fairly quickly. But I think they alleviated all those issues that they had with the bats. Now they got some power. You know, they got some people that can produce out there. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do this season. You know, I was disappointed last season. I'm always believing. But I really want to see them push on through. And how fitting would it be if they were to beat somebody like the Yankees, their bitter rivals? I freaking hate the Yankees, man. I don't care what anybody tells me. they never, never, ever going to change my mind. I'm always going to hate the damn Yankees. (laughs) I freaking hate them, man. I'm from New York. I'm not a big Yankee fan, but I'm from New York, so I'll be pulling for them. I hate the Yankees, man. <laughs> I hate the Yankees. With the passion. With the passion. I think I, I think I hate them almost as much as I hate the Philadelphia Eagles fans. I can't stand the damn Eagles, man. Hey, man, you know what? There's some classy fans. But these Philadelphia Eagle fans, they, they talk about Cowboy fans yeah. being loud and obnoxious, man. You haven't had loud and obnoxious till you've had to listen to these Philly fans, man. And I'm saying they're, they're to the point to where they throw beer cans at people going into the arena, you know, going into the stadium. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's a great rivalry right there. Yeah. You know, we, the we entire did, NFC East, really. You know, cowboy fans, cowboy fans don't do that. 
they beat up on each other in the parking lot <laughs> after games. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Damn right, man. <laughs> That's my team. I'm going to shed a tear. T.O. That's my quarterback. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to pour oh, some out. Pour some out for the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboy fans. It's been 20-plus years since the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl, and you know what? Unfortunately, it don't look like it's going to get any better. I hope they win one before I hit. I get put in the grave, man. You know? I don't, I don't know. You want to feel old? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I want to feel old. The Cowboys Tell haven't me. won a Super Bowl in my lifetime. True that, man. The last time I remember... I, I think I was like three years old when he won oh, a Super Bowl. Oh, my God, dude. Now you all making me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I gotta go, always go with my San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs, they don't, you, they don't, yes. they don't let me down too often. The only person who let me down doesn't play for them anymore. He got shipped off to uh, NBA, you know, Where's Siberia. He got shipped off. The name NBA that we Siberia. do not mention anymore. Yes. Yeah, he, he's gonna be he referred so to as. They shipped him to a different country. Yeah, yeah. They, they pulled a Moses on his ass. Is what we did here in San Antonio, because as soon as he left. Well, we deported him. Yeah, we did. As soon as he left, they they painted over those murals fairly quickly. And it's like, take his name out of all the record books and all that stuff. I say that all the time, but I'm serious, man. I don't even I don't even have pictures of him Wait. over here. But <laughs> let's say Kawhi has a, yeah, let's say Kawhi has a great career. He's you know won championships. He goes into the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's going to go in as a spur. I mean, Probably so. I hope so. he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. They're not going to retire that number. They will never retire that damn number. It's not going to be <laughs> hanging over there in the rafters. I can tell you that much because this is how bad that the the Spurs hated Kawhi. I was at. I go to the 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 Spurs fan shop quite often, right? So I was out there with my nephew, and he was asking me, "Hey, what type of jersey should I buy?" So before Kawhi announced that he was, you know, the, before the trade came through. He asked me, and then we're at the fan shop because he was visiting from Maryland. And I said, hey, man, you should pick up a Ginobili jersey because I have a strong feeling that he might retire. You know, you get a great jersey at a great price. So he snagged a Ginobili jersey. There were a whole bunch of Kawhi jerseys all over the place. All right. You know, they announced, all right, they're, they're, the trade's done deal, you know. So I said, out of curiosity, I went two days later to the fan shop. There was not even a, a an inkling of any number two merchandise anywhere. <laughs> they got this dude's stuff and they just probably shipped it off to some third world country. You got kids wearing this Kawhi Leonard jerseys and stuff. I mean, they couldn't even give the things away. Or man. maybe Ross. They, they, at Ross, they, they had the jerseys. I think maybe it was, Ross at, has it. they had it at HEB. <laughs> they probably had it at That's Ross. So true. They even had it's it at Academy. Yeah. yeah. They, they bet you they still have Kawhi Leonard jerseys at Academy that are probably like 80% off and nobody's going to buy them. No one's going to buy that stuff. They're going to literally have to give it away. Mark it down. If they mark it down at 50 cents, I might buy one just to wash my car with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing like it's good dog. for. Yeah, I'll let my dog sleep on it. I want to get one free, it. you know? Yeah, they give me one for free. I'll let the dog lay on it. I'll make a dog bed out of it. That's about it. <laughs> or it's a good white elephant gift. You know, no one's going to want that. Oh, true that. You know what? <laughs> no, I'll put no. that. You know what? That's a good good, good trick, though. You could get a Kawhi Leonard jersey and kind of wrap it up and put a bottle of liquor in there, and people still won't want to 
even touch that jersey. They don't know that there's going to be a liquor bottle in there. So I can take that home with yeah. me at the end of the night. <laughs> That's a Keep good... that in mind for the holidays. It's a great holiday idea. All right. Give everybody Kawhi Leonard jerseys. Hey, I should get one for Rudy Austin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yo, you should send one yeah. to Rudy, man. I want to see Rudy when you give it to him. Rudy will probably burn it. <laughs> yeah. And then on the back, instead of on it saying, screen. and then instead of saying Leonard, we just put fake number two. <laughs> yes. You think he'd keep it it's or burn it? It's all coming together. Keep it or burn it. He might he might burn it live on stream. <laughs> yeah, Rudy probably would do something. He's going to keep the hate machine going. Oh, man, Rudy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Between Matt Ryan and Kawhi Leonard, he's not a number two fan. No, man. I know how he feels about Matt Ryan. I feel for him too, dude, because whether he likes it or not, that team's pretty much stuck with them for at least a, you know another year or so. so. Well, that contract. That contract. contract so. Yeah, so I'm just like, you take the hit. There's, there's not much you can do with that, you know? Unless he has a career-ending injury, that's the that's the only thing that'll probably bring a smile to to Rudy Rudy's face. Yeah. <laughs> they have a. You no, know, he's he's not bad. It's just he's he, he's he just bad things, in the red zone. Yeah, he does things that a rookie quarterback would do. You're like Matt, what are you doing? He doesn't step up. He doesn't do anything like that. Well, they need to fire their offensive coordinator. I'm tired of uh, Steve. Yeah, Sarkeesian's uh, awful. Well, all you got to do. He always is... seems to get a job somewhere. All you got to do yeah. is go back to their, their Super Bowl appearance. That tells you all you need to yeah. know. Tells you all you need to know. You know, I ain't seen a bigger choke job. I bet job. Matt Ryan wishes he had Kyle Shanahan back. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, I yeah. haven't seen a bigger choke job in the Super Bowl since the Falcons were in there. <laughs> Sorry, Rudy. <laughs> you know, yeah, you all, I'm trying to think of any choke it. job during the Super Bowl during my lifetime. That's probably the That's number like, probably one. The biggest playoff one was the Andrew Luck versus the Chiefs a couple years ago. But yeah, that was just that was the big. wild card. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was, just that was 28. Card. I ain't seen anything so Super Bowl, it's probably... It's going to be the Falcons yeah. forever. When they show teams that had the league going in halftime and it looked like a sure thing and then... <laughs> Never get bet against Tom Brady, man. That's all you got to say. <laughs> Tom oh. Brady's in the Super Bowl. Don't bet against him. As a Colts him. fan, I was just sitting there. I was just like, I've seen this story before. Yeah. I know how this movie ends. Yeah. And when he, you knew. No, that was that. like a holiday for us. That's our division rival. So. Yeah. Oh, that was the best day ever. But you know. I loved it. The bottom, the bottom's going to fall out of Tom Brady pretty soon. He, he ain't got many more years left in him. Yes. A lot of these quarterbacks can play into their 40s, 41 years of age. But eventually, father time catches up with everyone. I don't care what you do. It's undefeated. It's unde Father time is undefeated. And when he catches up with you, and especially with quarterbacks, they look good the one year. And then the next year, the bottom falls out and the arm strength leaves them. They can't run the ball anymore. And they're just not what they used to be. I think we're going to probably see that with Tom Manning. Brady. Yeah, we're going to probably see that it, it happen. It hit Peyton hard. Peyton yeah. Manning looked like he was, man. It, was even, it even he hit. He set records two years ago. It even hit Brett Favre. The year Favre. that he won a Super Bowl, he looked so bad. It even hit Brett Favre. When it happened, it happened quick. You know, and he was one of the better quarterbacks to play the game. You know, he had a hell of an arm. But when Father Time caught up yeah. with him, he caught up with him. So you, you can't defeat that. When so. it hit Kobe, I knew it was, like, real. Oh, man. The yeah. Mamba. Yeah. Kobe. Pour some they out were for doing Kobe. every day was Kobe Day in some damn arena. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, oh, yeah, he did the tour. Yeah, yeah the tour. Tim enough. Duncan didn't get no tour. He just faded he didn't to the want sunset. It. Yeah, Tim Duncan didn't want a tour. And Tim Manu doesn't style. want a tour. The only the only spur I can see that maybe might have a tour would be probably Tony Parker. I think that he'll come back and retire as a spur, even if he's just going to play one season or what have you. Even maybe one of those contracts where they just sign him for what the day so they can retire with that team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could see that happening. But realistically, if he's not. Huh? Kawhi's gonna do that. Oh hell no! <laughs> I won't even acknowledge him. Kawhi's say who's that? that? Who's that? Kawhi. I say who's? I don't know that name. <laughs> we don't speak that name. We refer to him like a. I don't know. We don't talk about him. You ever seen uh, Harry Potter? And they talk about that Lord Voldemort. Voldemort, and they say, "Don't say his name." That's, <laughs> that's Kawhi. That's Kawhi. Don't, don't say, say his name. We don't speak his name. <laughs> He should, he should, who shall not yeah. be named. We don't speak of that <laughs> ex player's name. Yeah. That's I can't blasphemy. wait for him to become a San Antonio. That, oh, that he game. ain't going to come. Crazy. Everybody knows damn well he ain't going to come. Uncle Dennis won't allow it. He'll be an injured reserve. They're going to hide Dennis. him. They're going to hide Dennis him. Dennis the menace, man. Dennis the menace. Yeah, they're going to hide him, dude. Dennis is, Uncle Dennis is going to hide him from the Toronto Raptors <laughs> <laughs> coaching staff like they did with Spurs. Don't come out of the room. <laughs> we got a secret tunnel for you, Kawhi. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to go Play ahead and this end. game. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots podcast. But before we do, we'll give you guys a chance to plug your yourselves. And that way, everybody knows where to go and find all the great content that you all have coming out. We'll go ahead and start with you, Brenda. Where can people follow you on Twitter? So on Twitter, I'm Brenda, B-R-E-N-D-U-H underscore L on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm the cheeky Epicurean. So I'm a foodie on Instagram. So you can find me there. And I like to frequent all the new restaurants, you know, bars type of things, uh, things to do in San Antonio. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. So make sure you go and follow Brenda. She likes her food and she likes her sports. So if you want to talk sports and you want to find a good place to eat, talk with Brenda. <laughs> so Austin, where can people find you and all the good stuff you got going? Well, on Twitter, I'm at Hartsfield MLB. I run the Double Coverage podcast with another one of my friends. Uh but uh it's at Double Coverage Pod on Twitter. We do weekly NFL picks, we do baseball, basketball, football, basically year round, and it's sometimes we find a horse race that we like to talk about. So <laughs> and, you all, and you also have a a Boston Red Sox podcast, correct? Yes, sir. Benny and the Bets at Benny and the Bets at Benny Bets Pod on Twitter. Now, there you go. And then you, Geo, where can people go ahead and uh, hit you up on social media? You can find me on uh, Twitter, Coach Geo56. Uh, this guy recently, so I'm tweeting all the time every second of the day. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm also working, uh, you can find me on Two Shots as well. I'm going to be coming on my own podcast coming up soon. So. Yes, sir. So everybody keep an eye out for that, Coach Geo. So for Brenda Lee and Austin and Geo, I'm Joe Garcia. And thank you for listening. That's going to be the end of this episode of the Two Shots podcast. So until next time, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace. Oh.